Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit ShapeByFaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Don Wilkins. He is an Owensboro, Kentucky native who graduated in 1997 from Western Kentucky University with a bachelor's degree in print journalism. He is the features editor for the Messenger Inquirer, and Don and his family are longtime members of Walnut Memorial Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky. And at Walnut Memorial, Don is a Sunday school teacher, and he also serves as co-chair of the church's van ministry and part of the video tech team there. But above all, he says he is a saved believer who recognizes Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Amen. Welcome to Shape by Faith, Don. Yeah, uh, Teresa, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're usually the one doing the interviews, so does it feel a little different with me interviewing you? It is It is a bit weird to be on the other side, <laughs> but I've done this a few times, uh, So, and, and I'm happy to do it. Yes. Well, I'm I'm glad you agreed. I don't know if I've had a features editor on as a guest before. I don't think so. Um, I'm not sure, but I don't think. I think you're our first. So I want to ask you a little bit of your background, but what inspired you to pursue a career in journalism? Well, uh, it's a deep question for not such a, a deep answer um, because, you know, it's something that I fell into, Teresa, uh, when I graduated from high school, I had zero clue. Really? What I wanted to do with my life. And actually, I didn't even go to college straight out of, of high school. I graduated from Apollo in 1992. And I was I had a job working at a local uh, grocery store here. And I thought I'd, you know, try that working thing out for a little while. And well, about three months into the into it, and that was back in the day whenever minimum wage was four twenty five an hour. That's what I was making bagging groceries. Wow. But it didn't take long uh, to me to realize, you know, uh, I need to do something else <laughs> in my life. Uh, so I enrolled uh, that spring semester in January. Uh, at, it was then uh, OCC, Owensboro Community College. And, and among the classes uh, that, that, uh, that was offered was a uh, basic reporting class. And I thought, okay, I like to write. <laughs> you know, I was always, uh, you know, a pretty decent at it in high school. And so I enrolled into that, and, and the professor at that time, I, I can't remember her name, uh, but uh, she also uh, helped uh, with the, uh, there was a newspaper that came out two or three times a semester called Occurrences then, and she asked me if I would join, um, you know, the paper because she liked what I was doing in the class, and, and I said, sure, I'll give it a try, and uh, and that's sort of what ignited, you know, that fire uh, to want to pursue journalism, and then whenever I graduated uh from OCC, I went to uh, Western and majored in their print journalism uh, program there, which, um, you know, at the time and, you know, was the, among the best, uh, you know, in the country as far as uh, uh, journalism schools go. And now I think it's broad. And now I don't even think that they even have a print journalism major per se. They just it's more of a just a uh, broader journalism uh, department now. But, uh, you know, back whenever I started I mean, we were, I mean, it was in the infancy of, uh, you know, before even really, uh, you know, email was just starting to come along, much less, you know, internet, social media, all those sort of things now. So, you know, talking 25 years and and whenever I graduated, I I was still developing black and white film uh, back then. Oh, wow. Okay. So while, while you were attending Western Kentucky University, did you have this vision or 
dreams or anything going on in your head about what your career would look like? Yeah, I tell this story. Um, you know, I worked at the uh, at the College Heights Herald. It was the it's the college newspaper there, and I wanted to be a sports writer, and that's what I did there. I wrote sports, and that was my dream, you know. Uh, and and covering sports uh, at the paper there uh, was, is is much different than it is covering it for a daily paper. And so, and I didn't know that, you know, it was still, you know, you got to go sit on press row, you got to talk to the athletes, and 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 I was always big into sports growing up, and so that. That was an appealing thing to me, and uh, but you know, whenever um, I was getting ready to graduate, you're needing a job, and you, you, back in those days, you just mailed out resumes and hope one of them stuck. Well, right, one did stick in Ohio County, and uh, the day after I graduated from Western, I started at the Ohio County Times News, a weekly paper there in Hartford. Uh, the day after I graduated in 1997, and that was that would have been in, in December of that year. And that's where my journalism career uh, started, and I grew, you know, grew there. It helped me grow, uh, you know, as a journalist because in a weekly paper you do everything. You know, you're a one-man band, and so you're covering government meetings to to writing uh, ag- agriculture stories, uh, to to feature writing, all those sort of things, uh, and, and being a photographer. Um, so all those things uh, it, it groomed me uh, for whenever I did. Uh, started here at the Messenger Inquirer. You've done a lot. I mean, I, I looked through what you had sent me, and I think you've done almost every single job at the newspaper, and we're going to talk about that. Let, let's talk about investigative reporting. Um, what do you enjoy most about that? You know, I've always I've always looked at myself, abused myself, after I, after I got into journalism and, and got away from you know, okay, I'm not going to be a sports reporter. That that that's that's off the table now. Uh, but I really got into um, the watchdog journalism, uh, keeping your uh, you know your people in power uh, held accountable, or or just anyone who you know was doing something not just criminal but unethical, and and is trying to be there to, to shine a light on the things that were going uh, were going wrong or whatever going on in the community that, that was hidden for nefarious reasons. And I, and I think, you know, whenever I think about, you know, Christ and, and the light that, that he is, and in a lot of ways I, I related to that uh, in journalism, if you're doing it right, uh, there's honor in it. You know, there's integrity in it. There's, uh, there's shining a light, uh, you know, for, for people to see, okay, this was wrong. And, and, and this is the way, you know, Things should be uh, as far as the right thing to do, and and I think Jesus, you know, showed that throughout his ministry. You know, he was he challenged, you know, he challenged the uh, the Sadducees and, and the Pharisees. You know, they were the, you know they were the leaders at that time, and he challenged them in, in their ways, and and he never backed down from them. and And that's the way I've always approached my journalism. I was I'm never going to back down when I, from from someone who who's in power who I think. Uh, is doing harm uh, from from their position of power. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you always had that courage and boldness within you, Don? Well, no, that has that has come over time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there there was a time there whenever, yeah, it would I would get nervous whenever I had to go and uh, ask a hard question or to confront someone in power, you know, uh, about what was going on. And uh, but over time, as you do it more and more, now. 
<laughs> I don't want to say enjoy it because, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I certainly don't hesitate now and there's no, uh, you know, there's, there's not this sense of anxiety that comes over me like it used to when I first started. Um, and, and so I've gotten into even, even now this week, as I started, uh, I've been kind of brought back into, uh, the fray a little bit uh, doing more writing and, uh, and so this week I've been on the phone talking, talking with our, uh, our local government officials uh, about a story that I'm working on. And it's not that they're doing anything wrong, but it, it was just, you know, uh, it was just, it was just, uh, exciting to be back into, um, into doing that part of the journalism that I, that I love and into, into having that conversation with our local officials and, and trying to figure out, okay, what's going on here, you know, and how you're trying to make this situation uh, better. So, uh, so, you know, you do something for 25 years, um, you know, obviously there are things you learn, but I'm still, you know, I still learn every day, you know, uh, what I do. Uh, but I also like now that I'm, that I'm in the position I'm in now, you know, there's a mentoring aspect to it, you know, as, as the younger journalists uh, are coming up, you know, I, I try to, to hopefully give them back uh, some wisdom and try to uh, help them avoid some of the mistakes that I made as, as, I, as I came up. So. Well, it sounds like you are doing that, and they can learn by example and watch you, and that's great that you're mentoring them. Um, Don, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear more from Don Wilkins. Everyone stay tuned. Seventy-six percent of employees have struggled with at least one issue that affected their mental health. When you share, you're not alone. Ask about your company's emotional health benefits. Visit art.org slash sharing. Brought to you by the American Heart Association. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Don Wilkins. He is an amazing person. He loves the Lord. He is the features editor for the Messenger Inquirer. I love hearing you talk, Don, um, you know, about your experiences in life and where you began. I love that you just you just kind of fell into it, but that was God. You and I both know that. He led you in that direction. Uh, I want to ask you about your writing now. Does writing come easy to you? I mean, did you have to really work at it? Um, and what do you enjoy most about writing a column? Writing, for for whatever reason, has always come easy to me. And, you know, I get all these questions all the time about how do you, how do, you do that? How do you just, you know, is that a whim, just able to write uh, like you do? And, um so I've always I've always had a knack for being able to put words together, and I, and I love words. And, um, and and one of the things that's great about uh, when I'm reading scripture, reading the Bible, it's some of the most eloquent writing uh, that you'll ever read. And um, and so you know, I've learned so much in, in just in my writing just by reading scripture. That's good. Uh, and so um, now uh, whenever I I'm just now kind of getting back into writing because I, I was doing more of the behind the scenes editing here at the paper. But uh, during, to kind of to satisfy that need for me to write, um, I write uh, I write a lot of songs. Uh, many of them, most of them are spiritual based or, you know, they're worship kind of songs. Um, and uh, I play a little guitar enough to be dangerous and <laughs> that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, right now, uh, you know, just my, just my family ha- has been my audience. So, uh, so to kind of feel that need, I, I, I've got a book of almost, I don't know, a lot of songs uh, that I've done over time. And, and, and I've also written a, um, a novella that came out a few years ago, and it was a, um, 
it was a fictional novella, but it based around my early years in journalism, uh, kind of a murder mystery in, in a way, but it had some things that were uh, absolutely as they happened. And then, uh, and then a lot, and then there were a lot of things that, um, you know, that I just made up because, uh, because it was meant to be a fictional murder mystery. So. Now, have you published that? Um, yeah, I self-published it on okay. Amazon. Yes, it's, yeah, it's called uh, Feast or Famine, and, and that title just comes from in our um, in our business. It, you know, whenever it comes to the daily, uh, or whenever I was at the weekly paper, you know, it, the stories you know it was either feast week or famine week. We either had too many stories or we had not enough. So um, that's where that title comes from. Um, so uh, that was in my head for a long time, and uh, and I finally uh, got it out, and not you know never expected to to make any real money off of it or anything like that. I was just happy to have it out of my head and, and, and just out there, you know, for hopefully somebody may get some enjoyment out of it. Absolutely. Writing is definitely a gift. It, it's a gift from the Lord. Uh, sometimes I struggle with it, Don. So when you say it um, comes easy for you, I'm kind of jealous, sort of, but not really, but sort of. <laughs> okay. People you- who, say, who say they can do, you know, math uh, and, you know, because uh, math was never my strong suit and I always struggle with math. So I, I think there's something... Usually to that, people who you know do math well don't do writing well and vice versa. I get that. Okay. So do you have a favorite column? I know you've written a lot, but do you have a favorite column, and what is it about? <laughs> um, probably one of my favorite columns uh, was whenever I first started working here, and, you know, I had a knack for, for being subversive and sarcastic in, in my columns, and um, they had found uh, – Buffalo bones uh, across the river, there. You know, and of course we have this whole thing with buffaloes uh, here locally, and I, and I think the mayor at that time was donating his salary to to having one of these buffalo sculptures uh, made, and so I had a little fun with that. And, and of course I got a call from him, you know, saying how you know how dare you talk about where I spend my money, <laughs> mayor? You're the one you know who made it public that you were donating your your, your salary you know to this buffalo and. Um, so, you know, it, it was, it was just fun. And I, and when it comes to column writing, that's to me, you, you know, you want emotion. I prefer to make people laugh, obviously, but you know, if you make them cry or if you make, you know, even if you make them angry, um, at least make them think, you know, about something. Um, but hopefully there's some emotion that, that, that comes out of that column. Um, and, and I know, uh, you, you put yourself out there, uh, quite a bit in your your column, and and you hit on some pretty heavy heavy subjects, and so I'm sure, you know, you've you've had you've had to develop some thick skin over the years. So just a little, <laughs> just a little. I think it's that Viking blood, you know. Um, you have to have thick skin if you're going to put yourself out there. You do, you do. I was going to ask you. I'm sure you get a lot of different feedback, good, bad, and ugly. So how do you handle criticism from readers and not take it personal? Um, how do you do that, especially if, if they want a response from you? Do you respond back? Sometimes. I mean, I, I, used, to, I used to take it more personal. But, as again, as I've matured, as I've matured, uh, you know, in my faith and in everything that I do, um, you know, I, I take the position, you know, yes, if I'm, going, if I'm going to be willing to put myself out there, there's going to be eight people out there who, who agree and are going to cheer me on and, and so keep doing what you're doing, but then there's also going to be the people. And, and I've learned that I think that the people who want to complain about you the most or despise you the most are the ones who read you the most. Which I is, think so. 
ironic because they want something to complain about. Uh, so, um, so no, I don't, I don't let it get to me anymore because I, I approach, you know, that like I, like I approach, you know, whenever I'm writing a story about a public official, you know, if, if they're going to be in politics, you're going to have to have thick skin and you can't be upset. As long as what I'm reporting is fair and it's balanced, then, um, you know, you may not like it, you know, that I've exposed this thing that you were doing. Um, but then you don't have to be, you know, a, a public official either. So if, if you don't like it, then you need to find something else to do. Yeah, that's good. You know, journalism and reporting, of course, as you know, seem to be changing um, so much now with what's going on in our world and in the news. Is it challenging for you to be fair and balanced? No, because I think um, I still, whenever it comes to newspapers, uh, to me, they're still the, the oldest and the purest form of journalism. Now, obviously, uh, to me, what ups, uh, turned our world upside down, uh, you know, social media. And then, of course, the Internet. Um, social media allows anybody to be a wannabe journalist. And there's a lot of them out there, you know, spreading um, negative information, false information. And and we have to overcome that. You know, people, you know, who want to be well, the first to get news out there, uh, but not necessarily uh, that it's accurate information. So, uh, yes, I mean, obviously, as a reporter, we, we would like to always have the scoop, but we'd also would rather have it right. Mm-hmm. I, I think you hit it right on the head, uh, Don, when you said social media turned everything kind of upside down. And you're right. People put things out there. They may not know the whole story. And some things could be very sensitive material. And they put it out there before they get you know, the full story or maybe even the family knows about it. And it can do a lot of damage, you know, um, emotionally to a person or to a family. So I'm sure you've run into that, too, with with social media. And I know it can be used for good, but many times it's it's used just to kind of stir the pot. And um, I found that, you know, with a lot of different things on social media. I try not to be on it too often, but I know um we also need to be sharing the light of Christ and whatever God has given us to do. So we also need to be in the world, but not a part of the world. And, um, yeah, sometimes it's hard to read what other people write. It's like they vent on social media. I don't understand that. <laughs> I find it too, that it's, you know, sort of a generational thing to people my age and your age who didn't grow up you know, uh, with access to, you know, to smartphones and, uh, social media. Um, I'm on social media, but it's not my, it's not my, uh, my world. It's not, you know, I, and I, and things that I post, you know, uh, aren't going to be controversial. You know, it's going to be about my family or it's going to be about the new vinyl record that I, that I just bought or something like that. Uh, so I, I tend to try to stay out of the controversial topics on my, on my social media feed, or I'll, or I will like uh, something that we published here, the Messenger Inquirer. You know, I may just post that story or tweet that story or, or whatever. But I, I tend not to to get into social media battles, you know, with with people because a lot of times those are things that people wouldn't say if they were in front of you. you You're know? right. It's best to just leave that alone. <laughs> and pray. Um, we need to take another break right here. So we will be back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. If you're back to Shape by Faith, Don Wilkins is my guest. He's a features editor for the Messenger Inquirer. Don, you have worn a lot of hats in your career. So I wanted to ask you, what's the biggest difference 
between being a reporter, journalist, and editor? Well, you know, whenever you're on the reporting journalist side, the writing side, that's your that's your whole focus is finding finding the story and, and getting the sources, making sure your facts are right, uh, making sure it's fair. You're getting both both sides, uh, so you're not worried about anything else. Whereas editor, you know, you're worried about uh, are we going to have enough content? What, what is the content? Uh, sometimes you even have to worry worry about you know money things, you know, um, or you have to sometimes have to you know, uh, bring in somebody to have a talk with them about what, what they're doing wrong or, or what, you know, those, those sort of things. Um, and, you know, and, and I found that kind of difficult because um, I'm, a, I'm a people person. I'm not a money person. And, and, and so I, I never wanted to be in a position where I'm having to put a money over people. You know, unfortunately, in, in, what, my, in what I do, even, even as one of the editors here, uh, I might have to sit down and you know have a chat with somebody about what they're doing wrong, but it's never I never have to make that money decision. So sometimes uh, that can play a part in it. But um, but with being a reporter, you're just focused on getting the story. Mm-hmm. How do you find your stories? Well, you, you know, you build trust, you, you build sources, um, and and I'm a native of Owensboro in Davis County, so I know a lot of people, and and uh, and, and I get teased a little bit because. I have in my phone just about every person's contact you can imagine. If, if somebody needs a phone number, they come to me, and I probably have it. And so that's kind of become a, a running joke around here. But, you know, I've amassed these contacts over, um, well, since 2011, you know. And so anytime somebody gives me their number, I plug it in because I never know uh, when I may need to talk to that person again. So, yeah. Just on a side note, ha- have you ever changed phones? I mean, this is just a little bit of a joke. I'm not good at jokes, Don. But did all your contacts transfer over? Because I find when I purchase a new phone, mine just don't do that all the time. <laughs> I learned, yes, I learned a hard way one time. So now I, I pay for iCloud. And so wherever, wherever you know, whatever phone I have, I just actually just had to get a, another phone. And so all my contacts just downloaded right from iCloud and didn't, didn't lose a single one. And so, yeah, that's that's a very important uh, thing uh, that I have now because I, I can't afford to lose all my contacts. That's right. Um, what major changes have you seen in journalism and in investigative reporting since you've been in this career field? Well, you know, obviously, you know, we've already talked about social media. And then um, and one of the things that that I have trouble with is, you know, with you, you have the network televisions you have you have the conservative networks you have the uh the liberal networks and 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 people uh choosing which network they want to they want to watch and 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 to me you know that has that has really hurt uh journalism and uh you know some for good reasons some for some you know for 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 bad reasons and um and so I, I tend not to watch any of that. Uh, I, I focus mainly on what we do here at the paper. You know, we subscribe to the AP, so I get a lot of my national news that way. And then, of course, working here at the newspaper, I know just about everything that's going on locally in the community. And that's one thing we've tried to do here is be more hyper-local. Um, but we use we use AP just because also we think that it's important to, to keep that national news, even though you can get it on the Internet, you can get it uh, on network tv but um you know i I do i do uh try to uh encourage people to find 
news that is that is balanced and is accurate and and, and not just being biased toward one political party or, or another uh, or because you think that that's you know that's the way you want to lean um, I always will always trumpet uh, getting both sides of the story regardless of your political leanings and um, you know obviously you know I have my own uh, personal beliefs and and especially with my faith um, but I you know but at the end of the day uh, what I put out there I know is going to be fair, is going to be balanced, and there's going to be integrity behind what I'm doing. You don't, uh, you know, you're not in this business for 25 years if you're, if you're doing it wrong. That's right. That's right. All right. Before we have to go, I want to ask you, what advice would you give to young people who might be in a, interested in journalism, newspaper work, or writing as a career? You know, my, my, my advice, you know, is to always, you know, uh, follow your gut, follow your, follow your heart, you know, a lot of a lot of the decisions that I that I make when it comes to news stories, I follow my gut. Now, I've had to make ethical decisions, you know, uh, and that's where my faith comes into. And when I say ethical decisions, do I want to write this story because I know that it's going to affect this person, even though they've done wrong, okay, and they need to be exposed. But at the same time, you know, this could ruin this person's. Uh, you know, life because, and, and I've had to do that before. I've had to make that decision and, uh, and it's not an easy thing to do, but then you have to understand at the end of the day, it's, it's about exposing what's wrong. And if I let that, and if I let this go on, then it's only going to do more harm than, than good. If this person continues to do what they're doing. And, um, and that was a person who was going around posing as a, uh, as a POW, and oh, wow. whenever, I, whenever I was able to find out that they were doing that, he was a nice guy. I liked him, mm-hmm. you know? but I knew uh, that I could not let him continue to go on to telling these tales at schools and um, into public events that, you know, he had the Navy cross, which he never earned. You know, he was never in Vietnam whenever he said he was. And, and so once I was able to, to prove that, um, you know, I, I, I was, I exposed that and, um, yeah, and then he had to leave the county. Uh, this was in Ohio County whenever this happened. But he had to leave the Ohio County because, yeah, he was no longer, uh, you know, uh, wanted there. Well, we we need more people like you who are fair and balanced and uh, get to the root of the story. I love that. And uh, thank you for doing what you do. Our time is out. We've got to go. But thanks, Don, for coming on Shape by Faith. And thank you. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit ShapeByFaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the cabinet doors and more.